Locked and Loaded. The Industry 45 Show with host Shane Christopher Neal. Hey, this is Josh Ross. You're listening to Shane Christopher Neal on Country 89. All right, uh, Country 89, uh, super excited for this. Josh Ross joining me today. How you doing, my friend? Good, you? I'm doing great. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this, how I was first sent your song, First Taste of Gone, whatever it was, a year ago. And uh, it came through, and the title said, you have to listen to this song. It's going to blow your mind. So let me ask you this. <laughs> they say there's nothing like an overnight success. Doesn't happen. But here we go. In 12 months, uh, you, you release First Taste of Gone. It goes gold. You release On a Different Night. It's also gone gold. That's in 12 months. What's it been like to be Josh Ross the past 12 months? Yeah, uh, I think Josh Ross of the overnight is uh, appreciating that Josh Ross has put, you know, five years of work in. And um, yeah, and it's been it's been really awesome. I mean, I, I, I could not ask for more. Um, you know, between the, the support at radio for the singles and uh, in the streaming world and social media and, and just the opportunities that I've had, whether it be performances and uh, upcoming stuff, it's, it's been really, really cool. Um, definitely soaking it all in and just kind of enjoying each day. Do you remember the days of Silver Lining <laughs> back when you were at Western there? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I was going to ask you, do you guys know you're the first station to ever bring me in to perform? Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah. I came in 20, it been 28, no, 2019. I had a song called If You Were a Song. And I did a radio tour with Rob Tubey back then. And uh, you guys were one of the first stations that ever brought me in to like play in studio. We're on the leading edge crazy. here. <laughs> leading edge, yeah. I honestly don't forget. I was so nervous. I remember being like, this is crazy. I'm playing live on air. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just crazy. I mean, um, I do remember Silver Lining Days. Um, yeah, me, me and my buddy Will, and yeah, that's kind of where the start for you know the love for music kind of started. So take me through first taste of Gone first. Um, great song. I mean, come on, the women love that song, man. <laughs> so what? <laughs> tell me about the process of that and the songwriting in that. Yeah, I mean, first taste of Gone was just a real, uh, real situation that I was in, and um, I was actually supposed to go in and record another, a completely different song, and uh, my producer had COVID, so we had to go to the studio. Me and my me and my buddy Mason that I write with went to the studio instead, and uh, a week prior to that, uh, you know, I was going through a breakup, and um, he had bought me a drink at a bar called a Red Door in, in Nashville, and uh, when he gave it to me, he said, "Hey, here's your first taste of gone," and uh, we had written it down, and uh, that that next week when we went in to, to write together, we we got on that idea, and it was the first time that I ever experienced kind of writing a song, and you know, probably 45 minutes, and um, I remember walking away that day uh, having for the first time ever feeling like this is me as an artist and this is what I want to say. And, uh, vocally, like how I felt singing the song and yeah, just, it's crazy. And within three weeks, you know, put that song out and, um, did the independent thing at radio for a little while. And that kind of grew the fan base a bit and then found, you know, my management and label support because of that song. I, you know, I truly believe and kind of led to where we are now. So, well, it's funny because, you know, everything begins with a good song, right? And you put the good yeah. song together and then you put your team together. That was very smart uh, on a different night. It's sitting in the top five on Canadian country radio charts. So talk to me about that one. I mean, we play it all the time here at country 89. What a great song. I appreciate that. Yeah. On a different night. Um, Again, just a real, real, real situation. Uh, cool fact about that song was we actually originally wrote, I would say, three quarters of that song to no instrument at all. And uh, me and Mason were actually sitting up on a like a rooftop patio bar. Um, had the idea about how weird it was to go to um, you know places that you were there with with a girl you loved on a different night, and that's kind of what 
inspired that. And uh, I'm just super thankful for that song. It's been a song that, um, yeah, not that I didn't expect it to do as well as it has, but it's just, it's continually, continued to just like surprise me with the things it's done. I mean, every day it, it, the numbers increase, the spins increase, um, you know, TV presence that we've had with it. And I got to perform it on the halftime show, which was for the CFL, which was really cool. And uh, it's been a song that's done really a lot for me. Yeah, that's where I was going next, uh, the Grey Cup. Now, you're a defensive back at Western University. You never got to play in the Grey Cup, but you got to perform at it with Tyler Hubbard, of yeah. all people, Jordan Davis. I watched it live on TV, and I don't know if this is true, but my sources tell me your in-ear monitors were not working moments before you went on stage. Maybe they were never working. I don't know, but is that a true story? <laughs> I would love to know how you heard that. Yeah, I had an issue. Um, so, you know, funny, you heard the day before, and there was no problems at all. And then... Um, I ended up being in the tunnel, uh, ready to go on stage and, um, you know, the day of, and, uh, I was like, Hey, I can't hear myself. And the guy was like, well, once you walk out on the field, you'll be able to hear yourself. Like, cause you can hear, you know, Jordan singing. And, um, I, I, I go out on the field. I'm like, I still can't hear myself. And I, I will walk and he's like, as you get closer to the stage and you're closer to the where the rig is, you'll hear yourself. And I mean, we got to the point of, I was up on standing on the stage. He's like, okay, you gotta go up there and get on the stool. And he's now radioing to somebody to try to see if we can get another in ear pack really quick. And, uh, yeah, I look back and he, I get in position on the stool. I look back at him. I say, Hey, man, it's still cutting in and out. And he goes, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was basically it. And, uh, <clears throat> so, I mean, it only went out probably, you know, four or five times, like just like quick cuts in and out. But it was one of those things where you, you know, you're thinking about it and you're like, Oh gosh, like what if I completely lose? Cause it's, it's a really, I've never experienced, um, you know, playing in like a you know a club or like a bar, you know, you can take your ears out You're and right. get by. But in the in the stadium, it's so weird because when you sing something, it bounces back from the other end, and it's like I'd say it's a couple seconds delay. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it really throws you off. So you have to keep them in. But yeah, it all worked out well, and yeah, I mean, it was definitely a, a learning experience. So, so let me ask you this: as an artist, obviously you're very nervous going out there. When was the moment when you were singing and performing? that you kind of had that moment of like, Oh, I got this. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely nervous. Um, I think because of being so worried about the ear situation, I didn't have a lot of time to like think about, Oh, I got to go up here and perform. Um, but I do remember there was a moment in the performance, like for the first time. And honestly, probably in, in most of my career where like, I, uh, I actually remember kind of like looking up and being like, Oh wow, this is really cool. Um, and just like kind of enjoyed that moment for a second. Um, Definitely just a surreal experience. I mean, just the amount of people that were there and, and the fact that the amount of people are watching TV and um, definitely something that you got to like take a second and appreciate. Well, I hate to tell you this, but you're going to have to get used to this because you're going to be on a pretty big tour coming up in 2023. And I remember seeing your Instagram post that said, try to explain this to younger me. I'm going on damn tour with Nickelback. So yep. when did you hear about this? Um, Brantley Gilbert's also on the <laughs> tour. And uh, yeah, tell me about that because that's huge. Yeah, I heard about it probably, I would say, about a month before we made the announcement. Um, you know, I'm, I know there's a long list of, of people that they're, they're trying to pick for, you know, the opening, supporting opening act. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just such a, it was definitely overwhelming. I mean, I try to say to people that, you know, I, I grew up working in my dad's shop and um, all the guys that worked at the shop, you know, we a lot of time would have to, it was either country radio or rock radio. And I grew up kind of hearing those Nickelback songs and knowing them and, um, you know, it, it's just, again, one of those surreal moments where it's like, I'm at dinner with Chad and, and the entire band, uh, <laughs> last week. Uh, it's just, it's just really, it's just really, it's like one of those moments where like, if you're telling myself a year ago, this is what, uh, you know, I'd be doing, um, definitely, definitely surprised. So 
Well, that's interesting because Nickelback's also playing Boots and Hearts, obviously. And the tour starts, what, June 12th, I think. Uh, you do have uh, dates before that that you're playing with Lee Bryce uh, in April. But uh, what I wish it was coming to Toronto. I mean, Boots and Hearts, you'll be there August the 11th. Darien Lake, uh, for us in, in southern Ontario here, I guess would be your closest yeah. date. And that's in, in August on the on the 16th. So uh, congratulations on that. I'm super excited for that. Um, Anything, have you guys talked about the tour? Like you you said you had dinner last week or whatever. Like, is there any plans put in place for it yet? Yeah. I mean, we we just kind of joke around and talk about, you know, we're all going to try to write together and do stuff together. And, um, you know, we'll see in regards to, you know, if, if Chad feels like bringing people out and, and and Brantley and kind of how all that works, you know, and I go and just kind of never expecting anything Just you know, go, I'm there to do my job and, you know, warm up the crowd and get them really fired up for Brantley. And, and uh, I know that's kind of his job, too. Put on a really great show and, and get ready for Nickelback. So, <clears throat> um, if, you know, if we get to do some moments together, that'd be really cool. And, uh, again, it's just I'm, I'm more just excited to, you know, be wide-eyed and get to watch. Absolutely. You know, how, they, how they both perform and, and, learn, and learn from them. So. And you got some huge dates like Bridgestone Arena, T-Mobile in Vegas, the Forum in Los Angeles, big time. Um, I want to ask you, uh, I don't know if it's been released yet, but Trouble is coming out, or it's on your website. So just give yeah, me a briefing on that song, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, Trouble, you know, again, just a, uh, I, try, I try to tap in everything that feels, uh, you know, real to me. And uh, my friend Nathan had FaceTimed me um, with the kind of melody and the idea of Trouble. Oh, actually, he was on a different writing retreat um for a different artist and um six months later i found myself making a phone call to someone basically you know asking her to come back home and uh you know i felt like i was kind of in a struggling moment a little bit and um that's what kind of created the hook if you could would you just come back home because they're in trouble and that kind of what inspired the whole song and yeah just again like a, a real one I, I feel like i just want listeners to feel like they get to know me and and you know, depending on what I'm putting out in my life, it's kind of the stage that I'm in, like I'm at in life. So, oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. And obviously, you're a big Goo Goo Dolls fan. You did a, a cover of Iris, and they're just over the border here in Buffalo. So, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. All right, let's get to uh, on a different night. We'll play it right now on today's best country. It is Country '89. <laughs> the Industry Forty Five Show.